That's it, yeah. So welcome back to another episode of the Deductionist Podcast. My lords, ladies, and gentlemen, we got together to, do this, ra- to do this randomly with no forewarning uh, that we would be uh, we would be streaming this out. So if you're able to join us, amazing. If you're not and you actually do have lives to lead, um, <laughs> then uh, then crack on. Good evening to Alicia, who's who's already here. God bless you. We always um, enter this like flying by the seat of our pants. We do, we do, yeah. and I, th- I think that's the only way to effectively lead these uh, the lives oh, of these episodes. That and alcohol. You have the right mind there. It's it's technically um, apple juice. Uh, mine too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Momoa would be proud of your apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be on board with my juice. That's it. So how you been, man? Hold your booty in. As it who what now? <laughs> <laughs> it was Mandarin. I, I was like, long time no see. <laughs> Which isn't true uh, because I, we only saw each was it yesterday? I was gonna say, yeah. Well uh, I, I'm all I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. Are you? <laughs> well, you know. Our jaunt. Can we talk about our jaunt to the uh, let's talk about our jaunt? So oh. we I've just put the first bit of footage in the bag, in the can, yeah. or whatever the um, the Hollywood phrase is for um, The Devil's Illusion, which is the next Beginning. episode. Yeah, we're, we're, we're testing out a new formula uh, in terms of the episodes because the, the ones that have gone previously, they've been quite long. Um, so in order to make them more, I'll turn this off, in yeah. order to make them more accessible for everyone, we're trying to uh, rejig our formula um, yeah. St- still keep it, you know, everything that's oh, there, absolutely. you know, the effects, Core the humour, uh, but brevity, I think, is key, right? Yeah. I think we're just trying to try to find a way of kind of, obviously, getting the same content out, making it, as, you know, getting what you, you do and your effects, get them out there, but we're sort of trimming the fat, so to speak, so it's more accessible for you guys, and it's just quicker for us to get them out then. Because like, the running joke with us is uh, yeah. time and getting it together and stuff like that and prepping. But I think with them being shorter, like we sort of planned out the devil's illusion within the space uh, of a week. Easily, how we, how we were going to get it done, and we'll be halfway done by the end of this week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like, oh. Okay. Happy days, right? Yeah. Happy days. That doesn't necessarily mean we're rushing through it. We're just going to get these to you guys sooner. So yeah. get in there, get watching, get watching, yeah. get watching. You know what might be, and I'm having this idea now. So, and I'm, I'm going to tell everyone as well, um, see what you think. Um, you know how the, the final effect was going to be something that could be done like to everyone. It was a piece of camera, you know, yeah. that could get everybody watching involved. What if mm. we what if we did that live, like oh, via, yeah. via a stream here or you know somewhere, just to get some kind of yeah instantaneous, uh, you know, reaction, feedback, words, noise, absolutely, a noun, maybe a verb, yeah, something like um, that. Yeah, I something think like that. This kind of format now that we've been introduced to via the podcast uh, is sort of reinvented how we can sort of get your effects out there into it in a way i suppose for a lot of uh, people like in this busyness and yeah. it's kind of it's the access we have now uh to our audiences has changed greatly over the past year so that would be an awesome way of sort of presenting one of your effects i think 
it's, absolutely it makes the stage more open doesn't it there yeah so it, it, i tell you what then we'll um we'll stick that in if there's anything yeah. that we um that we plan to film virtually um uh and and the like you know what what can we do to to offer it um so i can i we can either do it as a stream here or if you email the podcast uh, email address which is uh i think it's j hamish watch j hamish watson 221 let me double check it's been a while jj hamish uh j hamish watson 221 at outlook.com um and so we'll we'll, we'll keep a kind of um list of people who are interested in getting together and having something performed for them and then you can be in the episodes uh as well and that way we're, we're kind of we're not ruled by who we can get to within yeah. the uk because if if you're if you're not from the uk then you can still be involved in in the yeah. project and that's what we want them, we, right? we want to reach as many people as possible we're spidering yeah. out so yeah. it's kind of like it's whatever whatever means in this day and age, I think we've found some pretty good means, haven't we? Like we've we've got a lot of ways to reach people on the other side of the world. Exactly. It's like it's like we're two old men suddenly discovering the internet. You can talk <laughs> to a person who's not in your house, in another house, not that's, in your country. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Like I remember the other day, like when I I, di I discovered that I can do conference calls via WhatsApp, and I was like, "What? This is incredible!" <laughs> I thought I had to buy some kind of external device to connect them all in. There's this app that does it for me. I was like, Pow! and then Maddie was like, "Yeah, that's been a thing for quite a while." I was, oh, how long have we been living in the future? Which is a pretty contradictory statement, but. <laughs> so there you go guys if you if you want to if you want to get involved let us know and um we'll um we'll look to make that uh a, a, a definite part um yeah. <laughs> karen's here hey karen um uh, <laughs> alicia's talking about that there is a bit of a mess on the borders <laughs> which is absolutely true uh <laughs> if if you're if you're aware of the nightmare that is currently um unfolding well the uk uh i'll, yeah. I'll say it's 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 nightmare-esque um yeah oh, God, yeah. Um, un unless she means some borders elsewhere uh in in which case there are worse borders probably you know that that one in america with the wall that that orange guy was planning on doing he is he is pretty bad <laughs> i was gonna say um, i don't think he quite made the border <laughs> got a few fence panels and gave up halfway through <laughs> i mean you Say he wants about about his business methods, but my God, as a practical like, man, <laughs> yeah, it, it seems to have been like the um, the the grander version of the quintessential dad task. Yeah, right. Like, I can do those fences. Yeah, 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 love. yeah. yeah. Sure. Of course, I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Just don't nag me every six months about doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, impeached? I can't carry on now. <laughs> <laughs> give me that bleach. <laughs> that bleach. Yeah, let's let's get it down. Give me that bleach. Um so yeah, here's is what we're gonna do over the next couple of episodes. Um I'll I'll tell you a little about the plans in terms of what we've got coming. Um 
so uh, Matthew Williams is is coming back for part two to really drill down into some of the aspects of people reading around the world, um, which personally, um, I don't know what you out there in the ether think, but personally, I think that is fucking amazing as yeah. the uh, the relevance and the detail and the information you can take away into your skill set is just absolutely uh, it, well for, for that episode yeah. it, it should be a paid podcast episode but it's not right and uh, i don't say that with the use of any kind of hyperbole but what um what you get out of it in terms of benefit is just yeah earth shattering yeah. he gave so much over in terms of what his work was and how he can sort of look at the world and i think getting that unique perspective of someone especially someone who studied this and uh seen it from a certain angle like yourself um just from you know it's always good to have that sort of different mm. uh, set of eyes into it because mm. oh yeah he's very sort of um he's got a very specific sort of way of looking at things and i think everyone who we've into who's come on and been on who's you know been gracious enough to come on here and yeah. uh give their their little bit of knowledge about their corner of the world and how they do their sort of little thing and it it all comes together in a magnificent way but each one of them has a sort of a very sort of unique kind of flair to them don't they and the stuff that they give over it's like wow like jesus mm. i've never thought of looking at things like that before yeah. like you couldn't pick i couldn't pick one out so far no uh, that hasn't sort of like wowed me and kind of like oh wow like there's something you can get individually from each of them it's just amazing but Nuggets to have Matthew back gold it's going to be going to be immense and he yeah he can go he's got a very uh cool way of going in depth and we'll be on a certain trajectory and suddenly we'll sort of be sort of brainstorming left right and center but in a very interesting kind of way you'd be talking about one thing and next minute you don't know how you've got to the next but yeah. by god it's a fascinating way of how he does it <laughs> <laughs> and that I, I think he's i think he's such a cool communicator of, yeah, of details absolutely. at all I, I could quite happily just sit there and listen to it yeah like you know you know people get um i think it's uh is it matthew mcconaughey on on these like sleep apps um and the like <laughs> just just to listen to people i could i could quite happily just yeah. sit there and listen to him all day he's he's just he's just cool yeah um it's just cool and oh, i'll tell you what i did do. Yeah. if um if you've ever heard me not you specifically but anyone in general if you've ever heard me speak about um memory training there's there's one name that i keep coming back to and it's uh it's harry lorraine um harry lorraine is the god of of memory training uh in, in terms of the uh the benefits and the uses of it he's uh some of the video clips of him uh it virtually looks like he's performing vaudeville kind of stuff he's 95 holy hell uh, at the minute and he's, yeah and he's he's still he's still around kicking he's got this kind of atypical new york kind of accent i can't do yeah. accents we've established this by now but um <laughs> I, I i will always have a go uh, but yeah, that's that's where he's from, and the guy is, is switched on as as people sixty years his junior. Uh, he's absolutely incredible. Uh, I I hold no hope that it's going to come back, but I've I've sent a few messages just to see. Um, and so yeah. uh, why not? What, I mean, if that would be amazing, just to sort of like just even to for having to appear in face. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to say anything. No, just to like so sit here and kind of giggle. 
I mean, guys, if you've never if you've never actually heard of him, do yourself that favor and just Google Harry Lorraine Memory. Um, if you, to, to go uh, paraphrase New York again, forget about it. Like, I, again, I can't do accents. I'm, I'm, I apologize to everyone from New York that's listening. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's a that's a, a, a go to line. From, yeah, uh, from New York as well. So I, I'm trying to get him. We've got Michael Murray as well, world-renowned, incredible mentalist, um, very yeah. uh, w- deep within the uh, the Sherlockian vibe and way of thinking. And just a but downright cool guy. He is a downright cool guy. Lovely, lovely bloke. Yeah. Um, got nothing but time for him. Um, and then uh, so today we're going to be looking at something fun. And then the next time me and Adam get together. We're going to be going over a situational awareness uh, in terms of uh, proactive use of memory training uh, by breaking down some building blocks of that infamous scene from uh, the first Jason Bourne film. Was it uh, the Bourne Ultimatum, the Bourne yeah. Supremacy, Bourne, Bourne Identity? Bourne Identity. Bourne Identity was the Bourne first confusion. one. Yeah, the Bourne Confusion. Um, the, 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 the Bourne. I'm sure there's one just called Bourne. Yeah, the Bourne Again. Uh, <laughs> that's where he's he's done with a slightly more religious twist, um, <laughs> with the Britney Spears sort of yeah. uh, song pasted over it. She exactly. didn't do it. Until Born Again. What am I on about? <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't I I didn't sort of dispute that whatsoever. My my Britney Spears knowledge goes to obviously the uh, uh, Hit Me Baby <laughs> one more time. There's uh, there's Oops I Did It Again. Um, which it could be a Toxic. born film. There's all could be born films. It could be right. Born, J- oops, I did. Born, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he's on the phone to the CIA. Oops, I did it again. Broke the neck of his enemy, which he oh, turned out to be his ally. <laughs> How terrible for Jason Bourne. So yeah, so today we um, it's it's slightly more of a. Uh, a light-hearted look hmm. at um, Sherlock Holmes in terms of portrayals. Yeah, say light-hearted. Were... It's going to get pretty furious. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, there was a pretty cool article. Uh, I think it's from uh, I think it's from someone's blog, actually. But um, it's 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 done the rounds on a lot of the uh, the Sherlock Holmes sites and fan pages hmm. and groups and the like. Um, in terms of uh, the hundred best. And worst ranked uh, portrayals of Sherlock Holmes, yeah. and um, so so if I was to say to you straight away, right before we get into this um, this kind of uh, detail, uh, you know, because there's some really rare ones. Like if you think of uh, how random it could be, uh, Owen Wilson. Uh, portrayed a version of uh, Sherlock Holmes in Shanghai Nights, the film with Jackie Chan. He apparently served as the inspiration for the Sherlock Holmes character to Arthur Conan Doyle. Is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wow. only like it's only like a throwaway gag. Yeah, like Aaron Taylor Johnson as Charlie Chaplin on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And and that, that's so that this is where the, the the portrayals go within this list. But like okay. f- for you, who's who do you think is the worst? Your your opinion? Well. See, like I know people have uh, a truly hated spot in their hearts for the Will Ferrell one, but I watched Romeo and Juliet 
uh, <laughs> a while ago. And it was just sort of like, it wasn't necessarily, I don't know if I was just tainted by the story, <laughs> but I, something about the fact that they turned, I think it's it, Johnny Depp. It might not be, yeah, Johnny Depp. It might have been better if it was a Sherlock Holmes, um, just solely Sherlock Holmes story without mm. it having, you know, the universe of fucking Romeo and Juliet encased around it but the fact that they made him a gnome I've this is more for aesthetic gonna, i don't know if it's I've, I've just got a i've just got a button sorry uh, <laughs> alicia's commented on the uh, on the born again uh, aspect of it would it be an easter edition or more like a buddhism thing <laughs> <laughs> both i think ever collector's dvd it comes out yeah. of them I, I think Buddhism would be the way that Jason Bourne yeah. would go. You know, uh, one of their uh, kind of Taoisms is life yeah. is suffering, right? And not Taoism, I, I, that's the I, wrong I, word. I think, they go through, I think they'd just be another Bourne film, but him dressed as a Buddhist. <laughs> be just Still doing the same stuff and not really the, obeying uh, any of the principles, yeah, killing the, the robes out of people. But, but well, yeah, anyway, Nomeo you were saying the, Nomeo. I think it's more of an aesthetic thing. I just don't like the, uh, that sort of idea hmm. that they went with. It might not be anything against Johnny Depp's portrayal. Because it could have been a stellar performance, I suppose, if he'd been a Sherlock Holmes in another Sherlock Holmes film, just not that film. But it just, oh. That's the thing, right? So it's the kind of the chicken and the egg Mm. thing. So is this really a terrible portrayal or is it terrible writing? Yeah, it's it's tainted by the writing, isn't it? And it's all opinion based, obviously. There's no right Absolutely. or wrong answer yeah. because there's there's no kind of tick boxes to yeah. check, right? Um, <laughs> what, what's uh, yours? Who's yours? My, my worst Who's one's definitely worst? definitely Will Ferrell. The Will Ferrell guy. Definitely Will Ferrell. I won't there even was, call him Sherlock. It's just the no, Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's just it's the Will Ferrell thing. And uh, to yeah. be fair, right? Realistically, if you're looking at sort of critically analysing available data, um, I'm not doing him uh, a, a decent service because I haven't watched the film. The, the most the most I've ever been able to stand of it is you know how you get these kind of clip shows on YouTube where it's part yeah. one of six of uh, of uh, whatever it's I think it's just called Holmes and Watson to be fair um, and whatever it is so I watched one of those and it was yeah. nine it was nine minutes long uh, no it's more no more I was the, the whole way through I was like <laughs> see I watched the trailer. Uh... And it was one of those where you're like, oh, something needs to save this. And I hope it's just bad editing. Like, I hope it's just, you know, who, whatever company does the trailers for a Will Ferrell film, yeah. they've sort of taken the reins on this and made it look the way it looks. And maybe mm. the actual content is better than what we're seeing. And then I watched the film and it was like, oh, no, it's just... A, <laughs> oh, it's Will just Ferrell terrible. Film. Yeah, it's, it, it's just, just terrible. It's one of the... Like, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm partial to a bit of Will Ferrell, but I don't want... Same. It's like, I wouldn't mix me cornflakes with a pot noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both. Don't put them together. Don't, don't do that. That'll be See, horrible. Yeah, what it looked like to me is somebody who was really obsessed with the film Step Brothers went, how can we make this Sherlock yeah. and Watson? <laughs> Have you heard about this new thing called Sherlock in Britain? <laughs> yeah, it's only been around for like 130 years. Yeah. <laughs> you just, it felt like he stood in a booth and they just put different sort of stereotype pictures above it and they went on random and whichever one lands on him, he's got to uh, portray that <laughs> icon- iconic character. <laughs> Whoever it be, he's got to put a Will Ferrell twist on it. Questions just coming for you. Um, 
Uh, are we in Adam's bed? Sorry, I'm distracted by this shiny thing. We are. We are in Adam's <laughs> bed. Um, this makes me seem incredibly lazy. But I, uh, <laughs> because uh, my partner works downstairs when she gets in from school. Uh, she's not a child. Um, <laughs> she's teaching. <laughs> she's saying that. Don't call the police. <laughs> she's above age. So uh, I, I, I come up here when she's doing her work. <laughs> Wow. The bedroom. <laughs> wow. Um, Otherwise, she has to bring all the books and everything <laughs> up here. So I, I could just come here on the phone. It's easy for me. All I'm packing is a Guinness. <laughs> and arguably, that's all anyone needs, right? And uh, Love You All Darlings has posted the uh, the million-dollar question. Do we? Well, do you prefer, so whoever, be that to you or me, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s version or Benedict Cumberbatch's version? Well, we'll, cr- we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We yeah, will. that's a biggie, um, that is. Yeah, that is a biggie. And that comes down to to writing in terms of the versions but yeah like and there's, say, some, well, there's something i want to ask you about that when we get to it so okay okay so this list right who do you who, who do you think's at number 100 the lowest of the low well i would go straight for will ferrell <laughs> i would assume so I would assume will ferrell's at number 99 the the worst in in the opinion of uh, crimereads.com and uh, I, I Romeo and Juliet for, for me for me personally I'd, I'd switch 99 and 100 round um because well I'll, I'll tell you first and then we'll get into the reasons so their worst is Henry Cavill from Enola Holmes Fucking hell. the man that is not fair that's that's the thing. It's that's why fair. I'd put him yeah. at ninety nine. It's the same it's sort of deal fair. with with I feel like, um, not Zack Snyder's but J- Joss Whedon's uh, take on him as Superman mm. in Justice League. Yeah, he's a superb Superman in my eyes. I think he's just yeah, a I Superman he's brilliantly, brilliant. and I think he did them brilliantly. Uh, well, I think he did the portrayal brilliantly in Man of Steel. Obviously, there were issues that people had with him in Batman versus Superman, but I still think it was an interesting take on Superman and it's the same sort of thing when it comes to Sherlock it was uh, with the Justice League Superman he had no control over that he was just thrown into it and given the lines mustache taken off (coughs) couldn't do out about it but he's still a good Superman yeah Uh, however same thing with Enola Holmes it's the writing interviews whoever's behind that you know the camera behind the script they have a certain say so and Mm. Cavill I think you just look at interviews with him. I don't think he does or means to do any disrespect to roles he goes into. He usually mm. does those roles with a great he does passion. His work. Magic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like, just look at um, the Witcher. Yeah, guy's a gamer. The guy's he's been cast gamer. as Highlander. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. You just know he's done it out of passion again, and I absolutely. just really hope that. Um, I know that you've told me now that Anola Holmes Two is on the cards. Yeah, I hope they take into account. What they uh, what they did to his rendition of as do Sherlock. I because we I think we you know hark back to our rant um, about this before because yeah. uh, I hated that film um, <laughs> but I, I, Henry Cavill's Holmes wasn't allowed to do anything he, he, they were given the Will Ferrell kind of treatment just be the icon yeah just be the man called Sherlock absolutely and I and I'm bring Cavill so, charm. I'm so on board for a Sherlock Holmes that lifts as as well. Like I, I'm, I'm <laughs> so happy with as that. Am I. 
That's like the, the first time I saw Johnny Lee Miller's film, like a tattooed Sherlock Holmes. Yes, I am yeah, down absolutely. for that. <laughs> You're making the modern day man. Imagine a Jason, if you gave Jason Momoa the right script. <laughs> I know he's putting it out there, but imagine that sort of making him a, a Sherlock Holmes type right. character. Give him good writing. I don't mind whatever the character looks like, as long as he's not a fucking gnome. Uh, <laughs> then brilliant. But, yeah. you know, sort of give. Give them yep. room to do something with that exactly. character. Let them open it's it up. It's got to be a bit. Sherlock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let, let them play the stage. Which is what it's about. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch Enola Holmes 2. Of course I am, just to see if he gets a chance yeah. to do that. Because one of the things that we spoke about in, in, in the first rant that we did was that it was a very compacted narrative. Like, they tried to cram too much in. So if they're opening, opening it out further, it might get better as you know these films progress. I still think it would be more suited to a TV series. I think, I think yeah. the plots are better suited to that kind of world. But if they if they canned off the irregulars, I would happily let Enola Holmes take place of that Sherlock series. Hundred percent. I wouldn't have too much of an issue with that. Hundred percent. I, yeah. I think I think it's better suited because they can they can focus on all of the moving parts that a yeah. film can't really do. Absolutely. Right. I think the, the benefit of streaming these days, these Netflix shows, like you can turn what could be things like just terrible films into brilliant, like a brilliant series. Daredevil, look at that. He's an iconic, iconic character like Sherlock. Wasn't received greatly in a film. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think he would have been greatly received uh, as Daredevil was uh, as a film. It was much better as a series. It opened the character up, it let us explore that character. And I think had Cavill been given the chance to do that uh, with his Sherlock Holmes, I think he would have reveled in Absolutely. series in, in a seasoned sort of saga where he could sort of evolve the character, show different sides. It wasn't just a wooden kind of, you know, exchange of words, mm. sort of you know, cardboard cutout, basically, for the character of Enola to, to sort of go to and come away from. He sort of just, I don't know. They treated him like a bit of a, not a character. They treated him like a utility in that yeah. film. He just needed to carry the plot forward when they cut to him, yeah. which is a shame, damn shame. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Now, the, the, this talk as well with uh, with Enola Holmes too, and this is it's it's quite an incendiary an incendiary topic in the in the twenty first century as well. Um, but this this talk of making him bisexual. If, the, the, Sherlock, the Sherlock character. Now, just if if there's a reason for it, exactly. Does it does it play into if it plays into the plot or the character for some reason other than just making it a, a social yeah. point of view? That because that that that's yeah. what frustrates me about the 21st century. Because there's a current movement of yeah. that kind of that stuff going on with people that are having some genuine yeah. relevant struggles within that area and they they you know there's there's a want to see that kind of acknowledgement reflected in whatever media that they follow uh, of yeah. course there is that's that's a that's a pertinent thing to do to show that this kind of yeah. struggle is acknowledged yeah. but you're reflecting relatability aren't you exactly but when it comes to characters and it doesn't necessarily have to be sherlock holmes but characters that are as strong as, as Sherlock Holmes, who was quoted as saying, I am a brain, everything else is mere appendage. Mm. The, 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 it's, it's, it's 21st century writing that you, you're trying to sexualize a character that does not need it. 
yeah at all that would that's part of where his intrigue comes from me personally yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I i don't care if he's gay straight bi pansexual trans i forget all of the other ones that are out there i i i, I don't care it, it's this that that drew me to him is yeah. his brain so when he's quoted himself as saying i am a brain everything else is mere appendage and the yeah. difficulty he has with women and romance in the original stories that makes it much more interesting given the juxtaposition of everyone else around him coupling Absolutely, and getting yeah. into relationships and becoming entangled with emotions and not thinking clearly blah 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 you know the list goes on so yeah. that to me makes me concerned that they're going to fall foul of what the irregulars did they're, they're trying to put too much into a Sherlock Holmes folklore that doesn't yeah. belong. And they're trying to sort of turn it into a, well, there's social agendas in every film, but at the same Absolutely. time, if, if that overtakes the law of the character in the sense that, like, not in the law, like, oh, he should be this way, mm. but the fact that he, it's about up here and he's an yeah. open canvas, uh, he's not necessarily driven by a particular characteristics. So if that outweighs what he's supposed to be doing hmm. uh, and that is their point, then that's bad. I think yeah. if, that's the, if that is the reason why they're making him bisexual, that's not a good thing. Absolutely. It Completely has no relevance agree. to the character. Completely. That was one of the things that really pissed me off about elementary because they did that so frequently. Like um, they took Mrs. Hudson and it was um, uh, Sherlock, you know, Johnny Lee Miller at one point just mentioned offhand that she was a transsexual. And I'm like, okay, that'll lead to an interesting dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> Never- Never saw her again. Never yeah. explored. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you just mentioning that to be inclusive or appear to be inclusive? What are you doing? Yeah. And it was, it, it was kind of the same way, sort of how I suppose the right way to do it was um, in the in the sense that um, characters like Dumbledore mm. um, didn't J.K. Rowling make him gay. Yeah, they made him gay. The films didn't treat it well. Right. They treated it well in the books because they right. gave they explained sort of the reason. It wasn't just for the sake of saying like, oh, in today's world, all this is happening. Our favorite characters can be this, this, whatever. It was an offhand comment that they threw in the script about knitting patterns, and it was supposed right. to be hinting that he's actually gay. And like, well, what? Like, okay, but why did you feel the need? If you weren't going to explore that further or make it a bigger thing, just to, it was literally like a tongue in cheek sort of, oh, he's gay, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Why, why is, is that, that relevant sort of, in any way? Yeah. Were you supposed to gasp? <laughs> <laughs> but if in the books, they do, she has a good reason for it it's to do with his backstory when he was younger, when he met this young lad and they were kind of like, they uh, sort of had each other's backs and then it got, a bit more than that and maybe mm. there was some kind of deeper relationship going on there and it plays into how Dumbledore and Grindelwald grew up separated yeah. there's this big gap and it foreshadows everything that's to come that's good writing I would <laughs> say like, in my opinion but just yeah. to sort of say in a film like ah! <laughs> it's like oh, okay right. <laughs> but if you Absolutely. want <laughs> so, yeah. so so some of the commenters as well very much the same thing like uh um uh i, I can't pronounce your first name uh jaharis blackfire possibly i don't know uh they he don't like, like it be an awesome game of thrones character yeah um 
it, they don't like it. For me, Sherlock was always asexual, and I, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. Uh, evening, Mazza. Mazza's here. Uh, there's people super drawn to him because he was able to do things with his mind that others can't. Um, evening, Dark Ghoul. Uh, Dark Ghoul doesn't know what's happening right now at the moment. They've just jumped in at a <laughs> at a really weird time. And um, <laughs> Alicia's uh, point was context. <laughs> Alicia's point about your your Dumbledore remark was, but there are straight men who knit and crochet. Exactly. Of course, my my nan taught me to do it when I was yeah. a kid. I've done it for years. Don't get me wrong. So I've probably forgotten. But I, I've See, made, that's I've another made a bad thing they did in the film. Then they sort of use that as a sort of. Uh, in the wrong context entirely. It's like, well, he, he does this, so he must be this. Okay, but like uh, a good point. Well, it might not be that because he does that. <laughs> is that is that not like some form of, um, I don't know, sexual preference appropriation? Like people who wear that. their hair in dreadlocks, they get accused of cultural yeah. appropriation all the time. So, yeah. yes. Anyway, let's move on. I feel this we could, we're, we're getting off topic. So number, number 99, I think we've beaten this one to death, is Will Ferrell's uh, from Holmes and Watson. Yeah, it doesn't need explanation, does it? It's step you, brothers. You will be pleased to hear that at number 98 is Johnny Depp's Sherlock Gnomes. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was bad. <laughs> no, no, I sit through our defensive, the fact that I don't know who was behind the writing, but bad call. Johnny I'm Depp. I'm going to read oh. you word for word the, the 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 paragraph from the blog. The, the the ones that I've seen so far, they've got like this kind of size, 10, 12 lines. This one is four. Um, and it says, <laughs> most days I enjoy my job. And other days I have to watch Sherlock Gnomes, a film in which Johnny Depp does his Jack Sparrow voice to play an anthropomorphized <laughs> ceramic figurine. <laughs> <laughs> it is now what i love about this list as well and i've looked i've looked through it a few times granted at pace um mm. so there's some that i've i've not heard of which is really cool as well but what i think sh should be taken away from this first of all is a hundred sherlock holmes best and worst ranked the, the fact that this has been done in that many different ways 100 different ways and i would probably bet that, no, I, no, I'll, 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 I'll double down. I would bet that the, there are a lot more than a hundred uh, as well. So, like, we've got uh, this, this one from here. The man who disappeared is in 1951. A guy called John Longdon played him. Oh, Larry, I've seen that. Larry Hagman's The Return of the World Greatest Detective in, in number 93. Um, so let's let's skip a bit further forward till we get someone we recognise. <laughs> oh, there we go. We've got a we've got a random one, which is. Um, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, they've taken a Family Guy episode in which Stewie does his version of uh, ah, right. his version of Sherlock. Um, <laughs> so let's let's skip to the fifties. See if we recognise them. Here we go. Drum roll. <laughs> Sorry, I've come across that one. Six sixty-three, um, and I quite like this version. I think it's brilliant uh, because to me it highlights the the benefit of continual work in the field of real world deduction. And it's Pete Holmes from the, the Sherlock Holmes sucks at deduction sketch from the Pete yeah. Holmes show, which is bloody brilliant. <laughs> it and is it, funny. It's, it's a, brilliant. a good little skit they've done on him. It is. And if you've not seen it, guys, it's uh, Pete yeah. Holmes and his, his Watson, whoever they get in to play Watson. I don't know the guy. They're doing their version of 
the scene from um, Bart's, Bart's morgue at the start yeah. when uh, Sherlock has a look at uh, Watson's phone and he gives out all these deductions and Watson kind of goes, no. <laughs> what are you on about? Who is this guy? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Anyway, 50. So here we go. Uh, don't know these guys. Don't know. Here we go. There we go. So this this might be the million dollar question then. Uh, so at this stage, I've I've scrolled right through. So I don't know if Benedict Cumberbatch has gone already. I don't. He might not have. I don't. I don't know. I've not seen that that typical photo in which he's got his scarf on and he's forward this way with that kind of. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm so incredibly Probably sexy. Face. <laughs> what at number forty four? Number forty four is Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock oh. Holmes. Controversial. Mm. I like now, it. me personally, I think this is a mixture of uh, writing and acting. Wrong, the wrong yeah. actor. Everybody who's listened to this for a while knows that we are both nerds of the supreme kind of quality. Um, so I, I've got a lot of love for for Robert Downey Jr. as a performer. That's not, a lie. Not just from Iron Man, but if you look at, yeah. back at some of his earlier stuff, like um, I think he was the Australian journalist in Natural Born Killers. Really, really good film. Yeah. The um, the Charlie Chaplin one he did. Um, yeah, oh, what what was that one he was in where it looked like a kind of a, a comic book film with Keanu Reeves? Was it a Scanner Darkly? Scanner, uh, yeah, Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly, really good. Really, Shaved really head. good. And yeah. He was manic. Was he manic depressive? Yes. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, he was. And um, incredible performance. Incredible in, performance. in Zodiac as well. He was really, really good uh, in Zodiac. Need to see him in that. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, mate, he's, he's, he's kind of like this alcohol fueled journalist who becomes really depressed at the prospect of never being able to catch the Zodiac killer, all based on like true stories and the like. Really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but this just misses yeah. everything. Uh, about what goes into a Sherlock Holmes story. First of all, primarily it's Guy Ritchie's fault because it's Sherlock as a as an entity is it, not a big action drama. Was was it a Sherlock story, or was it it's, just an aspect taken and made into a story by Guy Ritchie? They they kind of took bits and pieces from from everywhere to to make a story out yeah. of it. Like uh, the the pocket watch scene. Is uh, is is from the sign of four, if if I remember correctly, okay. uh, with with uh, Downey and uh, Jude Law um, talking about the the pocket watch and the the pr the prints that are on the side, so you know what jewelry it's come from, and they, they can kind of track the place that that Mark yeah. Strong's character had been to. But yeah, like it's it's one of those things that I kind of I kind of understand why they yeah. turned it into a big action piece yeah. i do because it's got that prospect there but it's secondary to all of the the cerebral aspects that go on in uh in sherlock's head if, um, if you i can understand understand why that film happened mm. and why it's so popular uh simply in terms of the uh ingredients that went into it like mm. you've got robert downey's uh, performance as iron man sort of just hitting theatres yeah. in 2008. 2008. His is on the rise again. He's becoming kind of like the new oddball. Everybody wanted a sort of new Johnny Depp, and I know that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think that's what he was doing. He was the oddball playing uh, mainstream leading yeah. men. Um, and that was kind of, he got a big appeal. And mm. I think, in a sense, 
I got the impression they wanted a sex appeal to this shirt lock uh, above certain more important aspects and the, and the name. I suppose you've got to have a name coming in, uh, but like say Robert Downey Jr. at the time going up and up, Sherlock hadn't been done as a feature film for quite some time in, yeah. you know, on the big screen. Yeah, and yeah. Guy Ritchie was known for being, he, he would be to Americans, I suppose, what would be your, your quintessential sort of like action British, you know, yeah. he could deliver on certain things that would reach across the ponds, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Uh, and sort of deliver quite, you know, like these fantastic blockbusters. Uh, and so Sherlock Holmes as a character himself, uh, you know, British character, uh, British icon, yeah. uh, what he stood for. Uh, he was a bit of an oddball. It was an yeah. oddball kind of, you know, 2000 and 2010 oddballs coming out uh, of the cracks and coming back into the cinema. They were yeah. popular again via kind of like a Jack Barrow sort of you know, vehicle in a sense. Absolutely. And those came together. And why wouldn't you make a Sherlock Holmes film? With those ingredients it sounds like it would be amazing but what came out of it really actually stands kind of against like you say mm. Sherlock it's more about the action it's yeah. more about sort, sort of telling Robert Downey to do a bit of a, a weird kind of British guy just yeah. just be that as yeah. opposed to who you are as Iron Man as Tony Stark and what we'll have on our hands will be fecking gold he does good things yeah. at times with the role yeah he is sort of he can't deny he does bring presence he absolutely. does absolutely absolutely to the character but that doesn't necessarily do sherlock justice it might do no. robert downey jr justice that's that's the draw won't necessarily do the character sherlock justice i can imagine people why people would have turned up their noses against yeah. his uh performance yeah, like like for me, I, I I don't like it. I think it sucks. Uh, yeah. Like ma- massively, really don't like it at all because they've th- they've turned up the volume on the wrong aspects of everything about Sherlock. Yeah, for me, in in my opinion, because yeah. I, I know that I know there are people that that love him as well, which is fair enough. Like we say, it's it's opinion based. That you know, they're 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 like assholes in that everybody's got one, and rarely do you want to hear from them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. That, that's that's the thing, but like, show yeah. the the stories they aren't without their action, but like it, it's a couple of lines where they focus on a fight, um, and the like. Or if you look at um, um, the adventure of the speckled band, when Doctor Grimsby Royalet comes in and he starts to threaten Sherlock about interfering in his business, and he talks about like, oh, I'm so mad, I'm so powerful, gets a, a poker that they use to sort the fireplace out, you know, the thick iron pokers, and just goes, and bends it in half and throws it down like, oh, I'm amazing, and wanders off. Yeah. Watson's like, oh, my God, we should, <laughs> we should leave him alone. And Sherlock's like, well, I'm not without my wiles, picks up the poker and, and straightens it back out again. <laughs> right? Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant, because what that highlights in part of the scene is the cerebral response to the the sense of potential threat. Watson yeah. is the human aspect; he can't think clearly. He yeah. he, he bows to this. He, he can't yeah. reason. Yeah, and then Sherlock, who's not engaged, quite capable of dealing with action, however it comes, treats it in a very cerebral sense, and just yeah. oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. Bang, poker back, still works as a poker. So that's just a big waste of energy that he's done, and off he goes. Yeah. I'm ca- I'm carrying on about my business. Yeah, which 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 is accent. Uh, sorry, which is action done in a in a very Sherlockian way. 
which is one of the things that kind of came out of the the Sherlock Holmes uh, films with with Danny Jr. was the the Sherlock Holmes vision, uh, in mm. that he'd play it through in slow motion. Like the the opening of the first one was he talks about the guy doing this, so does he seem deaf in one ear and he he plans his attack in that. I like that kind of sort of theatrical yeah. aspect to it. But when you look at the transition between that and the second film, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh Especially sort of like there's a there's a brilliant um sort of set piece in the second film. I think it's on the train. Uh and it is ballistic in terms of how it's choreographed and how it's smartly done and it's full of is like the, your is one it the one where he's dressed as a woman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just it just seemed a bit of a circus show and mm. it just seemed like, oh, it's just now they're going full quirky. Now they're going in any way they can to sort of like again. When I watched that clip, just in the trailer alone, I just thought they wanted to put Robert Downey Jr. in a dress. They clearly know that the sex appeal in some ways has sort of kicked off a little bit. Of course. There is a fan base that wants that, uh, and they've gone straight for that instead. Mix it in with like, oh, we've got to have a load of action there because it makes it even more cooler then. Of course. And then a few little you know nuggets here and there of some of the story. But it's just, to me, like I say, it, the wrong dial, sprinkling the wrong stuff on just to, to make it right. glitter and shine in a way yeah. you don't want it to. So, Still yeah, good. some of it, I, I, I think it sucks, to be fair. Yeah. I've, I use the DVD but as a coaster. I prefer, the, I prefer the first one miles over the second one. Yeah. Even even with Jim Moriarty. I think it was a great sort of final battle at the end of the second one. I appreciate mm. that they turned everything down yeah. for the final and, battle. Uh, and I think Jared Harris could have been amazing because he's yeah. got that kind of silky voice yet it's inherently evil absolutely uh, as yeah. well i think he sounds incredible but like yeah. some some of the guys in the commenters uh, are talking about the the difference between um the the anti-hero nature of sherlock holmes which he which he very much is like if you look at um what he did what he does in the in the devil's foot you know he solves the crime finds the murderer but lets him go because he's been moved by the story that drove him yeah. to do that and he's like well i i, I solved it I don't. Yeah. I don't care. You can carry yeah. on doing things. It's fine. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of anti-hero qualities about that. I think it's uh, I think it's a call acknowledgement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but oh, this is one from uh, the, uh, the the Black Fire. Um, there's an anime series called Moriarty the Patriot. I didn't oh. know about that. That's that's a new one on me. Uh, that's oh, wow. Maddie. She's leaving me. She's had enough. She can't do with Sherlock it's anymore. Done. She's she's going. That's it. It's done. Had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> she's off. She's she's had enough. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Oh yes. So rated higher, one point higher. Sorry, let me get it in shot. One point higher <laughs> than um, Robert Downey Jr. is John Cleese. John Cleese. Yes, this was from a comedy playhouse production called Elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary, my dear Watson. Uh, I've started notice I'm doing that more and more now, like because I've got a lot of words from different languages rolling around my the front of my brain at the minute. Like they'll they'll try and creep out uh, in different ways. So I'm trying to say English words in non <laughs> English ways. Uh, but yes, it's very much a parody version uh, of Sherlock Holmes. It's very much a parody. Um, but they they turn up the volume on those kind of cerebral aspects of Holmes in that sense, which is why the Pete Holmes uh, sketch works uh, as well, because he makes fun 
of those signature pieces that was highlighted yeah. through BBC Sherlock uh, and the like. Oh. But like uh, the, the the final uh, sort of insight from the blog is uh, the the Holmes portrayal, even one which is meant to be a spoof, offers a smart take on the persona. This is definitely yep. the world's best take on an idiot Holmes who doesn't know that he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is great. Really I think it's great. I like uh, that. I haven't seen it, but I like how that's described. Th th this one that I tracked down, um, uh, this, was, this episode was the reason why I watched the entire series of Star Trek. Uh, because Star Trek as an entity, I, I'm, I'm not that big a fan of, of that kind of overtly sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Um, but the uh, I heard there was an episode in which uh, uh, Brent Spiner's Data played Sherlock, and uh, I think his name is Geordie, Geordie LaForge or something. The guy that has the uh, the kind of the, uh, the 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 kind of glasses, golden whatever it is across his yeah. face. He plays the Watson character. Okay, um, and they do like a, a kind of a uh, they they're plugged into this kind of VR universe. Yeah, uh, Brent Brent Spiner is Sherlock, and uh, Geordie LaForge is is um, is Watson, and they, they go on an adventure in that. And I, I watch I watch the rest of the episodes as a result. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, the uh, the the Sherlock version I, I very much enjoyed, and it's seeing data like uh, Sherlock is is brilliant because the whole kind of data Spock kind of paradigm that they're, they're very much like different versions of homes anyway yeah uh, i mean both of them have been quoted within like different parts of the the story as using things like um uh, when you eliminate the impossible whatever remains however improbable must be the truth spock said that and a number of times i think zach levi even said it in the film as well oh, um, right. But as, and, yeah, as, and, and he does look a little Sherlock Holmes-ish, isn't it? So I suppose it's the way. Don't know if it was intentionally cast that way, but he seems to have that sort of, you know, aristocrat kind of look about him that would speak to a Sherlock Holmes sort of yeah. like look. Does Spock? I was thought so anyway. Yeah, I think Leonard that. Nimoy's done a version of uh, of Sherlock as well, which I think is fun because. Uh, I mean, if you don't know the name Leonard Nimoy, he was, you know, the original Spock before um, Senior Eyebrows took over. And if you don't know who Senior <laughs> Eyebrows is, that is Zach Levi. If, if you, there was a there was a funny interview with Zach Levi, and um, he talks about why he always gets cast as kind of like serial killers or intense people. Yeah. I think it was around the time that Scylla and Heroes was pretty popular as well. And he was like, yeah, it's because it's because of these. Uh, he, he talks about his brows and he's talking away quite jovially, jovially. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just goes. <laughs> and turns it on. And you're like, ah, oh, I get uh, it. I get it. Nice. I get it. Of course, Basil, the great mouse detective is in there. Oh, yeah. It's got to be on there. Exactly. I think they missed it's the trick, not calling the villain Ratty Artie and, and calling him Rattigan <laughs> instead. They definitely missed the trick there. Yeah, absolutely. But here's something I disagreed with as part of this, because for me, uh, the homes that was portrayed in the Irregulars, again, this is a writing fault, not Henry Lloyd Hughes' fault, because he's a yeah. bloody good actor. Um, if you've ever watched the Inbetweeners, like he's he's the bully uh, in the in the Inbetweeners, the TV show. Like, guy's oh, got yeah. some serious range. He yeah. really does serious range. Um, but like he's he's in at number thirty three, 
Wow. I've seen, I've seen Killing Eve if you've watched that. I know. I know. That's that's on my, you know, never-ending two-watch watch list. That. I know he of plays, it. He plays a magnificent psycho. I love it. No. It's great. Yeah, I, I saw, I, is her name Kelly O or someone? Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the lady that's in the yeah, lead, Eve, uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's she's, she's really, really good as well, well. Yeah. really good. Did they but all like, deliver in uh, throughout both seasons? Season three, you mm. were there, but you know, good so this one at uh, number twenty six. Uh, I, I, I'm mentioning just because I bloody love this film, and it it's got two kind of generals of um, of British cinema, and it's Michael Caine and and Ben Kingsley. Uh, Michael Caine yeah. as, as Sherlock and Ben Kingsley as Watson. And it, it's very much a, a, a spoof kind of funny take on it, but it's so good. It's so oh, good. I was like, about Ma- to say that like, someone I'd love to see do Sherlock is Michael Caine. Michael Caine is Sherlock in this. My mind. <laughs> and like, um, but Michael Caine's the kind of the idiot, kind of too obsessed with women and the like. And Watson's the actual genius behind it but he he uses Sherlock as a cat yeah I, I think it's I think don't don't quote me but I think it's like um mid 80s oh, like yeah. 87 88 something like that yeah um but like yeah Sherlock's an idiot but it, it, Watson's putting out his, his his stories at the time through the strand so it's it's kind of meta that way um but Watson's the actual brain behind it. Sherlock keeps getting into trouble. Watson has to keep going in and saving him. And it's, yeah. oh, it's just really good. It's just, re- I, I would actively encourage you guys uh, to, to nip out and watch it. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's called Without a Clue. <laughs> <laughs> like, even as a title, Without a Clue is just, just some really good, <laughs> really good names. So here we go. Top t- top twenty now, and we'll we'll, we'll skip through these because uh, I was never going to do a hundred one after the other. We spoke for about twenty minutes on number one hundred anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a that would be a series that we could keep on going. Number twenty oh, yeah. is uh, Richard Roxburgh. Um, he was in a film adaptation of The Hound of the Baskervilles in two thousand and two. Now, if you don't know the name Richard Roxburgh, you'd know his face. He's got one of those faces. So he was the South African guy in uh, Mission Impossible 2, who was sort of second in command to do Grey Scott's lead. He was Dracula uh, in Hugh Jackman's Van Van Helsing. Helsing. Um, For me, he will always be the king of terrible accents. So he would be something that we have in common because uh, (laughs) I I, I share that with him as well. Um, uh, He was also in Moulin Rouge, and that's that's one of my my and Maddie's favorite films. And... um, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's 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 really good as a performer. When I watched The Hound of the Baskervilles, I was very much <laughs> no, not for me. It's it's like it's like an early BBC adaptation. Right. If it's if you imagine if the BBC looked at Jeremy Brett on ITV and went, oh, that's how you do it, and then fur- <laughs> furiously wrote something down. So yeah, like he's not bad. They've got the kind of the hallmarks there of what makes a good episode, and what makes something that's quite interesting, um, yeah. and the like. But it, it just misses the mark in terms of uh, Roxburgh for me. But that's because yeah. 
I can't see past, and I'll hold my hands up and say that's probably a preventative measure. I can't see past, like him doing the 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 mock Eastern European accent as as Dracula, <laughs> or doing the, the 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 kind of South African sounding accent for Mission. I can't see past that. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. Let damn it. it! He won't let it go. <laughs> let us go. Uh, so, was that your phone that's just vibrated? I heard like a wood, wood in my in my ears. <laughs> uh, so yeah, N- Nicholas okay. Rowe in okay. Young Sher- Young Sherlock Holmes. I love this. Uh, Nicholas Rowe was a was a very interesting young version of Sherlock, and there's not very many films that have focused on. Uh, kind of preteen, teenage level uh, Sherlock, which I think would be bloody interesting. Im- uh, imagine, yeah. but uh, so like, in, imagine uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's young Sherlock. So like, young Sherlock, but in the twenty first century as well. Wow, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> Are you listening, writers? There you go. There's a free idea. <laughs> You've got gold. Uh, there's a free. I, I wouldn't know about gold. You've got. You've got lead <laughs> you've got something you've got lead like, you've got lead <laughs> that's it uh, ne- next up after that is Ian McKellen's uh, Mr. Holmes which, which I still need to watch that I I love that I yeah. really love that because it's again it's it's not one of those focused on aspects of Sherlock Holmes I think if memory serves this was like kind of mid-90s Sherlock so he doesn't talk, talk to Watson anymore um, he's retired, doesn't take cases because he's starting to lose his marbles, starting to lose his faculties. Yeah, yeah. You get a look into his beekeeping and the like, and the effects that it has on the community that he lives in in Sussex Downs. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting kind of visual journey that you go on through this okay. shattered memory uh, of somebody that was that was so formidable. Yeah, um, which uh, I bet is something. It's some, I suppose that's a very sort of human take on Sherlock. Yeah. Into, you know, you're playing with a, a real aspect of time and mm. what it could do to a character, even like him, it can break him down. Mm. I've, so, I've seen like uh, clips of it, and it's what it's on the must watch oh, simply yeah. because it's just like, oh, it's an aged Holmes. It reminded me when it first came out, and I don't know if he's going to be on the list actually, but um, Mitchell and Webb did a sketch, it wasn't really a sketch, it was more of a, uh, a dramatic black and a ending to their series where they right. did a Sherlock Holmes take and it was Sherlock Holmes with um, Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. sort of, it was supposed to be comical, but serious okay. at the same time. Okay. And, you know, make of it what you will. It, uh, but I think the idea of that was like, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? So yeah. the greatest mind being affected by mm. a horrible, uh, you know, condition which we could all face at some point. And you never think of that happening. Like that—that that reminds me as well. If if you look at the different ways that people have kind of exacerbated um, mm. the nature of that, but they've stayed true to the kind of original point. Um, Professor Xavier in Wol- in uh, in Logan. Yeah, in Logan, he's suffering Absolutely, from yeah. like kind of seizures. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm actively not going to spoil it if you've not watched it. Hopefully, everybody should have at this stage. Yeah, um, you would hope so. <laughs> But like, you need to. Oh my god, the way that they direct that for kind of yeah. tragedy and Absolutely, friendship yeah. and relationships and duty and care. Oh, yeah. just so good. 
Absolutely. And what befells that, it's sort of like, it's just kind of the fact that if you went back to 2000, when X-Men first came out and you first saw the performance that Patrick Stewart gives as Xavier, and then you were told there and then, you will watch a blockbuster film with the same character years from now, but he'll have all of these things happening to him. You'd be like, that's horrible. Mm. That's Christ almighty. It wouldn't like, that must be on the darkest depths of, you know, the worst channel going on TV. You wouldn't think that that is one of considered the best performances of Xavier. Oh, it's another amazing comparison I was going to make earlier um, was something I read about making of days of future past, which is one of the prequels of X-Men. And apparently one of the inspirations behind behind the relationship of Xavier and Beast in that film was Sherlock and Watson. Yeah. He's kind of a, uh, you know, a, the smart man and yeah. is kind of caretaker in a way. And he's fallen to the wrong side of the tracks. And yeah. you've got the humanistic side of Beast doing the Watson. And you've got the genius of Sherlock being Xavier. I, I, th- I thought that as well when... Um... Uh, I forget which one of the ones it was in, but when he kept taking the drug so he could stand. Uh, yeah. It, it, that kind of balance of potential addiction versus overcoming what your brain can actually yeah, do absolutely. for the good yeah. of everyone else. Brilliant. Just that's, brilliant. That, that, I feel that's how they might have, should have gone with him in the Irregulars, if that's the route they were going down. Exactly. exactly. Instead of just making it all about how he's just out of it. So let's let's have a look at a few of the comments now. Um uh here we go what's the top one uh some of the methods on aren't superhero like he'd manipulate to get information and he'd do things that are that aren't socially acceptable which which i i would agree with yeah. uh, absolutely first of all oh maz has popped in there's a few star trek episodes with sherlock references absolutely absolutely when they asked the computer for someone who could beat data yeah that should be a fun <laughs> episode that we we would do pit Pit us against the computer in some way to see who can reason out problems quicker. Oh, imagine! Um, oh, there is, there's something that does that. I mean, it's on like a messaging service. We should we should try and so we should that try that. We should try that. that sure, that'd be quite fun. Yeah. Uh, a young Sherlock should need to develop his abilities. The takes where he's already as sharp as his old self come off weird. It, 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 it doesn't it come off comes off weird to to them. Like it doesn't come off weird, but I I like to me. But I'd, I'd like to see that kind of development you know, from young Sherlock into uh, into adulthood. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. But here we go. We'll, we'll we'll take a crash course now in some of the uh, the supremos. And I'm starting at a random number because I found him here, and it's it's an interesting piece of kind of pub trivia knowledge, um, <laughs> which was uh, William Gillette, which was the, the prominently the the first version uh, of Sherlock Holmes in the media on stage he was uh, in 1911 um it was a silent film adaptation there was Buster Keaton who did a, a silent film uh, as yeah. well he was he was seen as the how to become a detective um but yeah William Gillette in some of his theater jaunts uh, was initially thought to have put out the elementary my dear Watson uh, and the like and I think that goes oh, back wow. as far as um I think don't quote me on this, but I think it's like 1903, 1904, somewhere around those lines. And it was yeah. at the Lyce- it was at the Lyceum Theatre in London. Uh, just just some good stuff. You can find kind of old stock footage of it online. Yeah. Uh, but then we, we step into Hammer Horror territory with Peter Cushing, um, in the Hand of the Baskervilles. Oh. Uh, um, like he's he's tattooed here. Like that's that's how much. 
Yeah, I, I oh, shake. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Three hours late to the game with uh, finding out Cushing was a Holmes at one point because I always yeah. knew from Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, I was at the ground. Yeah, that was it. And I was like, he, he's got a certain you know look about and stuff like that. And then I suppose afterwards, after I realised who he was, watched a few episodes and then watched um, Star oh, Wars, and I was like, of course he, they chose him for Sherlock Holmes. I'm like, yeah. God, you wouldn't think like, like he's got he's got the profile. It, yeah, absolutely. And the, the kind yeah, of the yeah, and it, I suppose yeah. it's just that overshadowing character of who he played in Star Wars. It's just like you forget that, oh, he's a very sort of like versatile man who did a Sherlock yeah. Holmes. It's like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I really love that he was <laughs> he was Moff Tarkin. Pub pub quiz knowledge about his Moff Tarkin jaunts is whenever he's in a scene where you can't see his feet, he's he's wearing his slippers. I heard about that, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, right, so, well, uh, so we're, we're into number 10 now. Number 10 is uh, Johnny Lee Miller's uh, elementary Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Do you have issue or are you okay I, with that? See, I, I would definitely place him as high as number 10. Uh, yeah. I, would, I would definitely do that because I think Johnny Lee Miller is fucking incredible and his Holmes is fucking awesome it is really good and if I've watched all seven series he has to battle some really interesting stuff he gets um he gets attacked in at the end of one series that caused him to have some kind of concussive elements and potential memory loss and loss of faculties that go over a series of episodes which is bloody interesting to watch how he copes with that um as well and his, his battle with drug addiction and the like but they, mm. they, they, what they suffer from there, and again, in my opinion, is is sticking a really good Sherlock Holmes in a terrible, grander Sherlock Holmes narrative. <laughs> like he, it, it could have been any other kind of yeah. genius detective, and it it would have been better suited. Um, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a in a different way. The the irregulars they they got the the wrong names and folklore and everything but they didn't obviously do it to, to the degree that irregulars yeah. did but yeah mill is incredible he's really bloody good and his kind of irky tendencies towards other people and his, his straightforwardness with like uh his, his sexual escapades as well and like there's a, there's a couple of scenes where uh lucy Lou's watson had come home and he's kind of handcuffed to a chair and the like, and he's he's got some prostitutes in the front row, and he'd look and go, "Oh, I'm sorry, Watson, I didn't realize you'd be home so soon." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'd like that's that's something I could I could imagine being uh, a, an an equivocation within yeah. that particular area. Uh, but they they run the risk in particular zones of of sexualizing the relationship between Holmes and Watson, where it doesn't need it. Uh, but yeah, uh, ultimate ultimately yeah. Miller's. Miller's, uh, he's just awesome. He's he's a really good Sherlock. He is oh, a cool. really, really good Sherlock, but he's just stuck yeah. in a in the terrible, wrong terrible show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. But uh, again, the, like the the good thing uh, about that show is they take some of the uh, the lesser known stories, like uh, yeah. uh, the the Thor Bridge story and uh, the the Bruce Partington plans. Uh, it's just. 
yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, so I'm going to bash through a couple of these now. We've got number nine, as in Christopher Plummer's Murder by Decree, great film. Uh, Ronald Howard's uh, Sherlock Holmes, which was in the 1950s. Now, this one I've not actually seen myself, but I'm kind of gutted uh, that I, uh, I don't know where to get it, to be honest. I don't know where to get it. And I'm quite happy to learn the language to be able to see it. Okay. It's, um, uh, it's called Miss Sherlock. Uh, it was in uh, 2018 it came out. Uh, I think it's, a, it's either Japanese or Korean, one of the two. I know right. it's not. I know it's not Chinese. The Chinese yeah. have their own version. I think. I think the Chinese one's called Lu Fei, um, right. which is which is really good, uh, really good as well. There's a particular popular, particularly popular Russian version uh, as well. But yeah, uh, Yuko Takeuchi or something like this. I don't know how you pronounce the name. Probably with a name like that, it'll be Japanese. Um, quite sadly, she she died recently. Um, oh, as right. well, as well, I, I believe it was suicide, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, that's that's just internet chatter um, yeah. uh, regarding that. But yeah, it was apparently a really good show. It's got this kind of modern feel, flavor, but yeah. set back in the uh, you know sort of years previous with with a Middle Eastern kind of vibe, an Oriental kind of vibe, and it oh. just looked really good from some of the pictures and videos. So yeah, if you're out there, guys, and you know where I can get it. Or you know, uh, uh, buy a copy or buy a streaming service. I'd absolutely do that because I really, yeah, want, yeah. I really want to watch it. Let me know how you can have a watch of that. Absolutely, it looks, it looks really. Oh, there we go. Number six, number six, Vasily Livinov, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson, from 1980 to 97. Uh, is apparently really cool. And here we go. Uh, so Benedict Cumberbatch is in at number five. We found him. He's, he was down there. He's in at number five. Now there <laughs> are some people. There are some people that really hate this version, uh, as as well. Uh, of old Benny. Well. Of old of old Benny Boo. Benny. Um, yeah, I, I have a theory about Benedict Cumberbatch's name. That if you if you start it with a B and a C and keep the same amount of syllables, yeah, everyone will know who you're on about. <laughs> so, like, if you talk Correct. about Ben, if you talk about Bendy Bottle Crinkle Chair, yeah. It's him. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Bendy Black Crinkle Doom. Like, uh, it, it works. I mean, I love that. I wish that was someone's name. <laughs> <laughs> what, Bendy Black Crinkle Doom? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, that, that sounds like it could be someone. And I really want it to be someone. <laughs> <laughs> Some poor sod somewhere. <laughs> um, who, so who's, now, who's now mistaken for Bendy Cumberbatch? I mean, absolutely. He's he's probably like an understudy, or hopefully he's Benedict Cumberbatch's stuntman, which would be maybe, pretty cool. Um, so the Phoenix Systems just commented that um, this this stuff reminds them of House. House is probably in the list, and if he isn't, he yeah. bloody should be. Should be um, because I he's basically he'll... Sherlock Holmes. Well, it's it's a different version of yeah. Sherlock. He is a different um, House Holmes, uh, John Watson, yeah, uh, Jim Wilson, James Wilson. Sorry. Um, and and it's a good twist on it all. Lives at two two one B with the yeah. stick, the limp, the Vicodin, the deduction. Yeah, I think um, uh, the the with first the, character was was named Adler. Yeah, uh, were, first patient. Yeah. yeah, I think like for a show like House as well, like that idea had to be done at some point. They had to take um, a Sherlock show and not make it Sherlock. So flip everything in there. And it's genius how they've done that, you know, how homes, that sort of thing. And mm. I'm glad it happened with a good show and yeah. we didn't go with that decision and it'd be absolutely shy because, yeah. oh, what a waste it would have been. I'm glad it happened with 
just quality writing. And quality Hugh casting. Laurie is amazing. Oh god, he's a revelation, isn't he? He's he a is revelation. amazing. Yeah. If we forget about season seven, because that's it's a little when when him and Cuddy get together, you're a bit. <laughs> but that was during the writer strikes. Um, uh, you know, well, lost, lost its lost, way in the lost, like, lost its way. Yeah, lost. Literally got lost. No. Oh, <laughs> we've got a a, a Bandersnatch Camembert. That's that's another version. <laughs> Wasn't Bandersnatch the uh, the Black Mirror make your own story up? It was. Yeah. And then Cam Cam. Did you say Camembert? Bandersnatch Camembert. Camembert. Yeah, Camembert. <laughs> Uh, when when I was talking to, uh, if you've ever seen the routine I did in French, um, the guy's name is Miguel, and we uh, when we when we jumped off, we yeah. were talking about like different kind of exp- exp- expletives and um, that you could use, and so I was I was sort of jokingly going like incroyable uh, and and talking about like um, Napoleon in uh, Bill and Ted's first film where he stood outside the bowling. Uh, the bowling alley just going, melda, 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 melda. That was my first introduction to a, 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 another language swear word. And um, so so Miguel's kind of expletive, uh, he'd come back with, was he went, oh, come on, bear. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was yeah. brilliant. Because it yeah, just reminded right. me of ours, how we go, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jesus. <laughs> Here we I go. So number four, we've got um, Douglas Wilmer. Again, early BBC stuff, if you don't know it. It's from, I think it's from the really early 60s. Okay. And then we've got uh, Arthur Wanter, which was, I think, is even earlier than that, was involved in kind of like the private life of Sherlock stuff. I think it was from the 30s sometime there. Um, okay. But now now we're stepping into territory, and I'm kind of, kind of proud with this. So at number oh. two, we've got Basil Rathbone. Completely agree with that. Yeah, hammer horror classic battled in all kinds of different situations changing with the times battled with the nazis battled yeah. hypnotists uh and the like which is awesome but in at number one oh i knew he, i knew he was going to be your favorite guy <laughs> number one the man the myth he's not no myth at all he actually he actually oh, existed he was a real person yeah. The man, the opposite of a myth, the real world awesomeness, uh, Mr. Jeremy Brett. Of course, it has to be. Just has, uh, to, be. has to be. Has yeah. to be. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and again, himself to it's, Sherlock. Yeah. Again, it, it's it's opinions. Of course, it is. But uh, he he is the it's embodiment, even physically, yeah. mannerisms, focus, eccentricity, mania, depth. Absolutely. Yeah. Approachability. He got, he got use it for any kind of representation of Sherlock, not just in media, but anywhere uh, in pictures, yeah. uh, on posters, uh, yeah. caricatures of him, uh, or some sort of stereotypical, uh, you know, icon of him in somewhere, wherever you might find him. It's usually Brett mm. that it looks like more than any of them because he's yeah. the most recognizable as Sherlock. He's the most known uh, in terms of popularity. Yeah. And for me, what what kind of signifies the minutiae of why it's so important it is like the the mannerisms. Like if you look at some of the early Sidney Paget works, and he's like giving it this and this, yeah, and this. That is tough to do naturally, whether it's something that you actually do or whether you're portraying a character. But he 
does it so smoothly and so succinctly and so like Absolutely. within range of who he is. Yeah. Brilliant. So if you want to, if you want to read more about this guys, it's uh crimereads.com hundred hyphen Sherlock hyphen Holmes hyphen ranked. And uh, I would encourage you to check it out as well. If you're into this field as much as we are, Definitely. I mean, obviously you are cause you're listening. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I would encourage you to, uh, to uh, to do that yourself. Oh, there you go, there we go. You can buy Miss Sherlock on Amazon. Um, she um, it, it, she is only available in Japanese, which is fine. I'm I'm quite happy to learn Japanese. Or I was going to say this right. You've got two things to do now: <laughs> watch it and learn a new language. That's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, there's there's only a few stock phrases I can remember in Japanese, but it's uh, it's enough for me to get by. Uh, uh, at the, at the minute but yeah man that's that's a hun, hundred that's, versions that's incredible hundred versions wow uh, so yeah guys thanks thanks for tuning in to another episode Cheers, guys uh, next episode as i say we're looking back more into the skill set orientation of this as well um in terms of developing you guys and giving you ideas for how to apply this to your own life um so make sure you stay tuned till next time um, I can't. I can't do the, uh, the 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 kind of voiceover guy. I can just do the in a world divided by fear. One hopes. What's yours? By trap. <laughs> <laughs> so Ma- Maddie spotted something as well that all Stokey people do when uh, they're hanging up the phone or 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 saying goodbye or whatever you know exactly it's a trot 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 i think why do we make the sound of a horse galloping off it's it's like um we're temporarily possessed by turkey turkeys something's wrong with him no he's just saying bye no he's he's just from stoke that's all he is that's the only thing that's wrong with him (laughs) there's no cause for that i forget what film it's from now but it's oh you're from stoke i'm sorry i thought there was something wrong with you um (laughs) which is entirely true it's entirely (laughs) true um so yeah guys we uh we hope you've enjoyed it and um yeah we'll be uh we'll be popping in next time if you're not signed up for the memory palace course well get on in there get on in there and uh we will uh we will we will talk to you all soon i'll be releasing the trailer to act three of the um of the game this week uh because it's been out in the network for a while now and uh you guys will be seeing it very very soon so we hope you're all keeping safe and well and uh everyone's making smart decisions for those around them and uh we'll talk to you all soon bye guys